Your is Holistic Harmony Javi, your Holistic Peak Performance Coach. It's a great day to be grateful. And welcome back to the World's Healthiest Podcast. This is episode four of the nine-part series of nine money-murdering mistakes that no personal development coach would dare tell you. So if you've been keeping up so far, we've talked about information overload uh, is killing your wallet. It's killing everything just about your own personal development journey. Uh, I think it was Tony Robbins that said it best, complexity is the enemy of execution. If you're constantly filling yourself with all these different theories, all these different ideas, all of these different, all this different information, it's very hard to actually execute. It's very hard to put something into practice long enough to see if it works for you. Uh, So the information is good, but you have to make sure not to overload yourself with books, podcasts, seminars, whatever it is, uh, really important. The second thing that we talked about is mindset without embodiment. Uh, This is a huge one that I see is people just fixing mindset, just looking to fix their mindset without having certain embodiment tools, without utilizing the infinite intelligence of the body. And if we don't do that, we are going to get stuck in these cycles. And I'm sure you've seen it. How many times could you have changed your mindset, but you don't feel that progress is happening as quickly as it should? Most likely it's because there's not an embodiment component or piece to that. And then lastly, we spoke about ineffective goal setting and how detrimental that really could be uh, because there's a big, huge school of thought. There's a lot of research around smart goal setting, but what they don't tell you is when you focus on setting some smart goals, a lot of negative things can happen and it can actually deter you from making progress the way that you want to. So if you want to learn a little bit more about that, check out the last episode. Uh, But today we're going to cover one that is near and dear to my heart. This is a topic that I have, man, I've, I've been very passionate about it. And it's something that I've definitely perpetuated in my time. And I really want to find a balance between this and the episode that I'll be talking about next. But we are going to talk about hustle, the one sided hustle hard culture. So let's just jump right into it. No days off. Odds are you probably heard this phrase in the personal development space. You know, it's likely you've even adopted this paradigm and worked yourself to the bone in an effort to get ahead of the competition. Hell, like I mentioned, I've even subscribed to this ideal and it's quite tempting not to. While there is a nugget of truth embedded in this school of thought, it's largely misleading. Now, don't get me wrong. Do we have to work hard to achieve our dreams? Absolutely. Does it take discipline and drive, especially when the things that we need to do the most are the things that we feel like doing the least? A thousand percent. You know, however, like most extremes, you run into danger when you swing too far on one side. So many motivational speakers will claim that they never took a day off. Gary Vee says that he never took a day off in seven years. Uh, And they'll say in order to achieve your dreams, you have to work hard. No ifs, ands, or buts. And at first glance, it seems foolproof, right? Like if, if one works hard enough, makes enough sacrifices and never gives up, you know, surely one's desires will be achieved, no? Not exactly. Life isn't always so black and white. And while I'm sure these motivational figures mean well, you know, it neglects the underlying energy behind the constant need for action or execution. What does that mean exactly? Well, let's break it down. As humans, we really have two fundamental motivations to move towards pleasure or to move away from pain. 
the latter is always more powerful, as evident in the countless stories of life-changing 180s you might hear, all of them attributed to a single moment when the pain became just too much to bear. However, if we aren't careful, we can find ourselves making decisions not out of passion or love, but out of insecurity, unworthiness, and fear. The problem is that when seeds are sown with this energy, the harvest always returns that energy back tenfold. I'll repeat that again. The problem is that when the seeds are sown with this energy, the harvest always returns that energy back tenfold. So when actions are taken with this energy as the undercurrent, the results always come out somewhat tainted. And this is what 90% of people in the personal development space don't understand. And I'm reading and writing this so you don't end up an unfortunate statistic and waste thousands of dollars through unnecessary trial and error. Now, what happens to most people is they find themselves working extremely long hours without prioritizing rest. This isn't the problem, however. You can find yourself in an extremely engaging flow state and realize that seven seven hours have passed and you haven't moved. The problem arises from the motivation behind the action, okay? People in this space fear being average or simply living a life of paying taxes and death, and that's what fuels them. Instead of keeping the vision of what they would like their life to look like, they continuously try and move away from the idea of poverty or averageness. And this creates a subconscious belief of lack and unworthiness that will never never be fixed, no matter how high these people climb. The imposter syndrome never goes away for these people because once again, the seeds that are sown in fear will yield a harvest full of fright. In addition, the constant need to feel busy will end up costing you a ton in unearned revenue and the worst part is, you'll never even realize it. There's a principle called the Pareto Principle, maybe you've heard of it. It's been named after the brilliant scientist that discovered this magical ratio. It's also known as the 80-20 So it states that 80% of the results come from 20% of the efforts. In business, it translates to 80% of the revenue comes from 20% of the products, services, or efforts. So for example, a construction company, uh, they might gain 80% of their profits from their commercial efforts. Uh, And it would be foolish to focus on residential when what's really bringing in the most money is uh, that 80%. Now, for many in the personal development space, they also happen to be entrepreneurs. The hustle-hard culture in entrepreneurship has so many people spinning their wheels, looking at the odometer, and confusing movement for progress. They fill their time with filler tasks that may seem important, but are they they just a part of the 80% of items that don't move the needle forward for themselves or their business, right? Like, all of these filler tasks may seem important, but are they part of that 80% that's actually putting the work in, right? Are they a part, are those items a part of the 20% that actually moves the needle forward? Any sort of dead time is either spent distracted through social media or in a state of worry that they aren't doing enough. So they rush to occupy themselves to take action, but it ends up being futile in the long run. Maybe this is sound to sound a little familiar. Perhaps you've even identified this pattern within yourself. And this is something I see all too common. And quite frankly, I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing people who mean well, stuck inside the cycle of doing and doing and doing and still not getting where they deserve to be. And if it sounds like you, well, then keep listening. 
because I'm going to tell you what to do instead. So now that we're aware of why the hustle hard culture can be damaging, let's talk about how to get the best of both worlds. So when it comes to starting, whether that's a project, a business, or simply your day, it's important to start with why. It's important to start with why. What is your deepest truth and desire beyond your personal development? What is your deepest truth and desire behind your personal development? Take note of these motivations tied to pain and fear. While they might serve as great catalysts for change, they are far from the best underlying motivations for ongoing growth and development. That's the key, it's the ongoing growth. Begin to shift your awareness of what's motivating you from fear-based to faith-based, and do this by visualizing what you want instead of what you're moving away from. Again, this might be completely subconscious. You might have never thought of this about it this much, and what set you on the path towards you know, self-development in the first place. But keep in mind, however, that high level of self-awareness is the biggest predictor of success, fulfillment, and happiness. And now, after you've understood your motivations behind the constant need to work hard, you can begin taking inventory of your actions. You want to be making sure that you're taking aligned action towards your goals, simultaneously understanding that there's levels to this. Listing all of your tasks and organizing them in an Eisenhower matrix is a great place to start. And an Eisenhower matrix is super simple. It's essentially four quadrants. If you've ever done Punnett squares, it's very similar, where you have not important, important on the side, and urgent and non-urgent at the top. And you divide your responsibilities into those four quadrants. Quadrant number one is urgent and important. That you need to do immediately, prioritize it. If it's urgent and important, get it out of the way. Then you have important, but not urgent. This, you're gonna wanna plan. When does it make the most sense to actually execute that? That's everything that falls in that quadrant. You wanna make sure that you plan it. Now, if it's not important, but urgent, delegate that responsibility. And if you can't really delegate it, then figure out a way to slowly take things like that off of your plate. Uh, because if it's not necessarily important, uh, but it's urgent, ask yourself, why am I being found in this cycle that it, you know, that needs to take care of? And remember, a lack of preparedness on someone else's part does not constitute an emergency on your part. And if you find yourself constantly getting pulled in different emergencies, it's likely due to a, uh, to someone else's, you know, piss poor prior planning, quite honestly. And then the last quadrant, um, it's not urgent, it's not important, there's no reason you should be doing it. So you want to eliminate that immediately. And this will give you a good idea of what needs to be done, planned for, delegated, or deleted. And then after that, take, take the tasks in quadrants one and two and run them through the king's audit. So this is where you analyze what's left and move them into the third quadrant if they fit the qualifications. The third quadrant being urgent, but not important. You wanna move anything that does not generate the best possible results for you into the third quadrant. The fourth quadrant, uh, we wanna eliminate as soon as possible. Analyzing what your time is worth will help you determine what needs to be moved where. Uh, this is actually more related to business than personal development, but you will see some overlap. Essentially, you want to delegate any tasks that could be done for cheaper than your time is worth. So for example, let's say you make $2,000 a week 
and you work 20 hours a week, uh, then an hour of your time is worth $100. If cleaning your space takes you two hours and you can hire someone that will do that for 25 bucks, then it isn't necessarily costing you $25. It's, it's saving you 75 by freeing up your time for you to focus on money maximizing efforts. So taking inventory of what occupies your time and maximizing the efficiency will ensure that you aren't just taking misaligned action just to feel busy and succumbing to the toxic extremism of the hustle art culture. Lastly, there's an aspect of personal development that is hardly spoken about, and yet it has the power to elevate you to brand new heights like you wouldn't imagine. I'm talking about the power of visualization, acting as if, manifestation, and the law of attraction. If you read The Secret or The Alchemist, then you probably have an idea of what I'm talking about. What's interesting is that these ideas go directly against the hustle hard culture that says you need to do in order to achieve. These principles state that you need to be first, then do from a solid foundation of beingness. It posits that spending time visualizing success is just as equally important as taking the steps towards achieving it. Acting as if is embodying the energy you wish to step into long before it's ever present in your life. And this is what is hidden between the lines of the in the personal development space. Many of these high-level speakers, coaches, gurus, and tycoons all subtly hint at these, but rarely emphasize it, you know, for fear of going against the grain. There are, however, small pockets of communities within the personal development space that I found uh, that can really speak about these topics openly. Aubrey Marcus is a prime example. After a bit of digging, you'll you'll be sure where to find them. But be aware, all things have a light side. Excuse me, all things light have a dark side. And that's exactly what we're going to be getting into next. Uh, it's going to be talking about the dark side of the law of attraction. So this is going to be a good one. Uh, I hope you can tune in. But thank you if you've listened thus far. Uh, I'm excited to continue this series and afterwards just get into the podcast. So thanks for tuning in. Love you guys. And as always, let's get this growth. Peace, family.